You're listening to your superpowered mind on the Superpower Up podcast, the show that investigates the innate power within your brain to create lasting change. Hello, everyone. Welcome to your superpowered mind. I am your host, Kristen Maxwell. And in this show, we explore the process of transformation and give you tools and strategies that you can use to transform your own life. Today, I am excited to be talking to Dr. Alan Laika about getting empowered with a new view on life. And Dr. Alan Stephen Laika was acknowledged as a leading cosmetic dermatologist for three decades, but his life changed drastically in 2003 when he was misdiagnosed with ALS. He spent several years dealing with the magnitude of that diagnosis and the severe symptoms he was facing, which actually ultimately ended up being Lyme disease. Because of what he learned through his experience, he left his practice and has become a speaker and coach and also a best-selling author, most recently of the Secrets to Living a Fantastic Life. He also has two other best-selling books, one he authored with Jack Canfield. He is currently acknowledged as a leading expert in living a fantastic life and is a transformational speaker, thought leader, coach, and mentor. And so I'm excited to talk to him today and just help us all um, begin to see some of the thoughts and changes in perspective that he experienced. Um, And hopefully we can pick some of that up without going through what he did. Anyway, welcome to your superpowered mind. You know, Kristen, it's such a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me on your show. You are welcome. You definitely, you have your own show. You've got all, you know, your own TEDx, you've got all kinds of things out there. So it's a pleasure to have you here and and share you and what you know with everybody here. And, you know, my first question is always, what superpower did you uncover as the result of mastering your mind? And granted, none of us have really truly mastered our mind, but what, what would you say to that? I think it's tenacity, Kristen. Tenacity is one of those things we need to make it happen. I, I, tenacity is also known as grit. And if you don't have tenacity and grit, you are easily pushed out of the way when things happen around you. So tenacity is something you should cultivate as a person. That is great. And is, you know, my question is, because we're all so different, were you born being a tenacious, gritty person? Or is that something that you've actually had to consciously develop yourself? You know, I think we're born with all the germs of all the things that we have in later in life. The thing is, life events make them stronger, and it brings them out of us in those situations. You know, I think tenacity came out because it was required in those situations that I had it. So I I think we are born with a lot of things. And, you know, those things are miraculous and they help us through a lot of things. Uh, The world makes them stronger if you let them be that way. Yes. Yes. And I really want to ask you some more about what you mean by that, about how the world making them stronger and 
And I suspect, you know, it's challenges that call us to be forward, to be tenacious and all of that. And sometimes you can either be tenacious or you can easily give up. So I'm kind of curious what you say about that. Um, But before we do get that, I'm just going to go straight to a break really quickly because I want to get into the meat of our conversation. Can you let people know where they can learn about you and your books and all of your podcasts and all of that? Oh, yes. My website is www.drdrallenlyka.com. You'll find everything about me right then and there. Great. And I will also include that link in the show notes on your super powered mind, where you can also just head over there to see everything that we do at Superpower Experts and the community we have there. Hang on for one moment, and we will be back soon to talk to Dr. Lyka more about this idea of tenacity and getting empowered with a new view on life. Hang on. Hi everyone, I'm Tonya Don Reckla, Executive Director of Superpower Experts. Are you ready to master your life? Are you looking for more calm and peace, connectedness in your relationships, more clear communication, guided thoughts, and a confidence in your ability to come up with creative solutions no matter what happens? Then join us at our next experience. Go to superpowerexperts.com and get signed up today. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Kristen Maxwell, and I'm talking to Dr. Laika. So when did you become aware of the idea of tenacity being such an important, uh, and grit being such an important characteristic? How did that show up for you? You know, it showed up for me because of the things I went through. You know, when I, uh, when I want, you know, for example, I wanted to become a doctor early in my life. I decided that was something I wanted to do. But, you know, to become a doctor is expensive. And I had came from very meager parents who didn't have the, the methods and means to help finance my education. And I, I remember my cousin once saying and laughing at me, saying, where are you going to get the bag of money to do it? And I said, I'd find a way. You know, so I I worked at that. I worked hard at that. I went through various things. I worked my summers away. I worked two jobs at times, sometimes three jobs away to save it. And I, I got loans to help me out. And I was able to get to medical school. And when I got into medical school, I decided I wanted to be a dermatologist. Again, that was a real hard task. I remember one of my senior residents saying, yeah, right. There's only a couple of vacancies. How are you going to do it? Well, again, I found a way to do it. It was it was a task. It was something. But I found I wanted it and I pursued it. Now, the other thing that happened was when I was, I, I was diagnosed with ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease, I went through all the phases that a person goes through of death and dying that Elizabeth Kubler-Ross wrote in her book, on death and dying. I went through anger because you become angry when you go through something like this, Kristen. You you go through bargaining, you know, oh God, please don't let this happen. I'll do anything if you don't let this happen. You go through denial. You go through a phase that, no, I'm not, I don't have this disease. I'll never have this disease. And you deny it. But you know, something's wrong because something's not functioning right with you. 
And then you go through depression and depression is the worst, Kristen. That's when everything is black. Everything is, is, is awful. You can't eat. You can't sleep. You have no motivating motivation to do anything. Uh, so I went to my wife and I asked my wife, what do I have? And she says, I haven't got the faintest idea, but you can figure it out. I said, how can I figure it out? I saw hundreds of doctors. They couldn't figure it out. And she said, well, guess what? You're smarter than them. You just haven't found the right doctor yet. So again, my tenacity came, first of all, from myself, but it also came from others outside of myself, like my wife pushing me on to help find the right diagnosis and find the right way to deal with things. So it, it's, you know, tenacity is one of those traits that you can cultivate if you wanted to. It's about mindset. It's about how you look at things. You can be a victim or you can be a victor. It's like Henry Ford once said, if you're right or if you're wrong, you're correct. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, there's this idea of victim or victor. And if somebody is dealing with some things in their life that are difficult, how what can they do or maybe what questions can they ask themselves or whatever that is going to take them and and shift them more into the victor role rather than the victim because it is easy to go into you know why is this happening that the cure for being a victim is action and that means moving forward and all you have to do is take a baby step you know you could read a good book that can help put you on the right path. And I've always loved to read books about biographies and autobiographies because that helps you along the way. You can watch a movie and that can help motivate you. You could go and play a sports game and that could help motivate you. You can do something to help you. You can volunteer and help people that have less than you. Could you picture how that can help you if you go to a soup kitchen and see and feed people and find that they have so much less than you do and you can really help them get to a further point than, than what you're at? You know, it's little things that make all the difference. And mindset is what you adopt and you adopt it because of little things. First, you have to do is decide to take action. First, you have to decide that you're not going to be that victim any longer. First, you have to decide that you are not going to act in that same way. You know, if you keep doing the same things, you're never going to get out of that. You know, I, I think one of the shortest stretches to get to where you are is to talk to people. Find a coach that can help you out of your funk. And, and coaching is one of the simplest, easiest ways to get on with your life and get out of that funk. As I say, right now, people are dealing with things all the time. And, and they're so burnt out because incoming is keeps on incoming. Every day, something seems to be happening. And it seems to be a never-ending cycle. Well, break that cycle. Break it big and get out of it. Learn some things from people that know the pathway, that have been along that path before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, learning. And there's also something about having other people there also who can say, hey, 
there is a different way to look at this and just call us on it. Like you're sort of giving up on that. Yeah. And I, you know, the thing that I always, that really made a difference for me was really understanding, you know, I, so when things were happening, it was often, I would have this internal battle within myself around, I don't like this. You know, why is this happening? What's going on? And finally learning that I could just say, okay, I don't like this. I wish this isn't what the way it were, that things are. I wish things were not this way, but they are. And I like that you said, deciding that you don't want to be a victim because then the next question is, is okay. So given that these things are happening, if I don't want to be a victim, how do I want to react? You know, how do I want to show up? But it takes mental gymnastics at first when that's not natural. <laughs> Would you agree? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, but remember, it just takes a baby step to get you going in the right direction. Mm -hmm. Just remember, it's going to take a little bit of effort to get you in the right direction. You know, Jack Canfield taught me that if you do three things every day towards your goal, you will always achieve your goal. Now, that might goal might not come immediately. It might not come even in a year. But if you start uh, with those three steps every day, at the end of a month, you've taken 90 steps towards your goal. At the end of a year, picture how many steps you've taken. Picture how close you can get to your goal if you just keep moving forward. Yeah, that is really, it's quite, and it, it's, people can get um, overwhelmed and stuck. And I love the emphasis on taking a small step because it, doesn't have to be some huge monumental, you know, change to really, really start moving you in a different direction. And, and then you know and if you fall then, down, if you fall down, fine, get back up, dust yourself off and move forward again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, what happens when you start making these little steps is you start getting your an identity of yourself as somebody who takes action toward their goals. And that is such so much a more empowered place to be than somebody who is thinking, oh, I really need to do it, uh, but I can't get myself and oh, I don't want to. And if they're tiny little things, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Look at me. Look at me go. <laughs> Absolutely. Just yeah. as I say, I, it's not as hard as people make it out to be. We like to make mountains out of molehills. And then, you know, we that gives us an excuse for not doing anything. But I, I really think those excuses fall by the wayside if you move forward and, and make it move forward. Yeah. You know, you in your new book, you talk about a fantastic life. What do you have a definition of a fantastic life, or is that just a fantastic life? Is literally the best it can be. And you know, on my radio show, my syndicated radio show, which is called How to Live a Fantastic Life, I interview hundreds of guests every year. And every guest I interview, I ask them the question, How do you live a fantastic life? And you know, everybody comes up with a different answer. But 
the basis of all that is everybody, anybody who has a fantastic life is living their life to the fullest. So it's it's making the most of their life. It's living a life that's the maximum that they can put it at. So it is a, a fantastic life because that's what people make it be that. So you can live a fantastic life or a non-fantastic life. It all depends how you make out of it. Yeah. So, so how do you live a fantastic life? How, you know, I was cursed with saying I had ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease, and I was told I had six months to live. You know, when you survive a diagnosis like that, you basically are given a second chance of life. You are given an opportunity that you wouldn't have had otherwise. So every day is a golden day. Every day is an amazing day. So you better make the most of it because you've been given a second chance to make the best out of everything. You sh- you've got to basically do everything. And that's what I do. I live my life to the fullest every way that I can. So I do a couple of things every day. One is I do something selfless every day. Do something that for somebody else that I would never do. I I do something selfish every day, like go for a walk or do something only for myself. Maybe have a a mochaccino or something like that. Uh, Another thing I'll do is I will show gratitude which is very important. I don't think we show gratitude enough for the things that we have. Being grateful is something that's very important. I think we've got to take into account a spiritual existence because spirituality is something that is a very, very important part of our life. And I think we should laugh, Kristen, I think we should laugh and smile and be happy because we are living in one of the greatest times in the world with one of with one of the greatest opportunities that we have. And we should seize the day, as they say, because those opportunities are there if you just grasp them. Yes, that's lovely. And you know what? One of the things I'm I'm curious is you said you know that to show gratitude, not just feel gratitude or be awareness, but show it. And how do you show your gratitude? You know, it's so easy to show gratitude. And that a simple way of showing gratitude is just to say hi to your neighbor and smile to them. It, mm. It's to communicate to a person when you're in the, the line at the grocery store and, and you know, just you know, just doing little things to make things. If you're married, do something for your spouse today that you wouldn't regularly do. Uh, you know, little things make all the difference. Acts yeah. of gratitude are something that you can do without thinking. Yeah, they are. I I, I love that um, perspective. You know, and one of the things you you talk about is needing to learn to be in life. What do you mean by that, that you've got to be in your life? You know, I I think people are often passive and they just are just going down the river of life, just going along. They don't take a moment 
to think about what's happening in their life. They don't take a moment for introspection. They don't take a little bit of time in their life to really figure it all out. And that's what I mean by being in your life. You should be in the present. You should be in the moment. If you're not in the present in the moment, you're really cheating yourself. You're really always trying to do something out of the norm. Being in the moment is very important. Yeah. And that is something that, you know, that some people really, you know, they've, they just through patterns or whatever with anxiety and all of that, they, they almost get wired to not be present. And even being aware of that story, it's sort of even a way to beat themselves up. Like, oh, I should be present and I'm not. Um. And that is, you know, it's it's interesting when people are in that stage. And, you know, I had anxiety for a long time. And the way I learned to get to let that go was to learn how to be in the moment and acknowledge without thinking about it, but feeling it like, oh, I'm really anxious right now. And there's fear in my body and be with it. It was very interesting how... Um, you know, it, it, to to learn to literally talk about meditation, but that's hard for some people. So it was a, just a different way. Anyway, that's a little bit sidelined. <laughs> I, I understand that. I understand that completely. And and as I say, by realizing what's going on in your body, you often can overcome the things that are going on there. You know, and I, as I say, the cure for a lot of things is is just realizing that they're happening, and then doing the right things to countermand them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I would even add, recognize your response to that, your natural response. And then for, for, for some people, it's like, oh, this is making me upset. Okay, great. All right. Now, what am I going to do? For some people, they need to do that. Other people, they don't. And at least what I've seen, it's sort of interesting. So, you know, one of the things you also talk about is getting out of the comfort zone. Yes, I, I think life exists at the edge of the comfort zone. If you truly stay in your comfort zone every day, I don't think you really will get to the next level. I don't think you'll move the, the things forward. Uh, the comfort zone is the comfort zone, and it's called that for a reason. You keep on doing the same things every day because you're comfortable doing that. If, if you push yourself to the edge of that comfort zone every day, I think you, you move things forward a little bit more. Yeah, that's a really interesting. I, I remember there was a point at which even with, um, you know, again, with physical exercise, you're moving. And then I remember thinking at one point, well, if I push myself, I actually am fine. And like, I'm really uncomfortable, but then I'm fine. And really realizing, like, I, it, again, I sort of viscerally got it. Well, that would also be true out in life is it feels really uncomfortable, like, but then you're fine again. It, it's such a good, um, a good lesson to have. And yeah. what would you say if people aren't used to getting out of the comfort zone? Do you have any recommendations for like how to start and so they can start to get that safety feeling, you know, of like, oh, maybe this is okay. 
You know, I, again, I think it's it's just trying something new and giving yourself permission to fail and, and allowing yourself to do something new. So just moving yourself a little bit forward and, and give yourself some grace. Don't be so hard on yourself all the time. I think people are always too hard on themselves. It, it, we were our own worst critics. And that is not a, a safe thing to be or a comfortable thing to be. No. Yeah, it's crazy how, you know, we can talk to ourselves in our head the way we would never, ever actually talk to anybody else in the whole world. <laughs> like, how could you do that? How silly, you know, how stupid. So, yeah, it's getting that awareness. Yeah. So, you know, what, what is one thing, you know, obviously you've got a lot of different um, areas of, you know, leading people in success. What is one thing that you would want people to know that I haven't asked you about? Obviously, you know, if you could just pick one. I, I think it all boils down to the mind philosophy and it's this, it's not what happens to you. It's what you do with what happens, you know, in life, Crap is always going to happen to you, Kristen. Stuff is going to happen to you that you cannot control. The thing you can control is what you do. So remember that. Always remember that it's what you can do that makes things go forward. Yeah, that's such a such a great reminder is that we've got no matter what happens, the power to choose a different response other than, you know, other than giving up and saying, Oh, it's hopeless. That yes, I can do something about that. Yeah. That's really fine. So, you know, well, I'm just kind of curious because I've been hearing more and more about this is a little off track Lyme disease. So what kind of symptoms did you have with that? Um, and how did you get through that? Well, you know, Lyme's disease is a, is a disease that's the bite of a tick. And that tick uh, causes a chronic neurological illness that can mimic almost any disease that there is out there. So you're hearing more of it because more people are recognizing it as a disease. You know, we have COVID disease and we have chronic COVID disease now. Okay. Well, think of there's Lyme's disease and there's chronic Lyme's disease. And chronic Lyme's disease is a disease that can mimic almost any disease in the world. My disease presented as a dropped right foot and it, and it got worse by having, uh, a, my right hand became one that wasn't working properly. So the two of those became a problem for me. And I was able to overcome them because of tenacity and hard work. And because of my tenacity and hard work, I was able to stay as a top cosmetic surgeon for over three decades. Wow. Yeah, you that, that must have been hard because you need a steady hand. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, for sure. And, you know, my right hand wasn't working, but my left hand was fine. So I became a left-handed cosmetic surgeon. And that was its own problem because there weren't even the tools invented back then to, to do the job properly. So I had to help develop my own tools. Ah, that's so interesting. Yeah, that really, really is great. Well, it's been really a joy to talk to you and, you know, such great 
um, reminders to look at how we're responding and seeing how can we respond differently and where's one place, one step we can take to move forward. For sure. And if I can be a further service to your listeners, please get in touch with me. Uh, my website is www.drallenlyka.com. From there, you can find out how to get in touch with me. I offer a 15-minute discovery call absolutely free to see how I could work with you. If you are in a group that needs a professional speaker, I would love to be on your stage to help uh, your group with, with the knowledge that I have and the knowledge I've gleaned along the way. So I look forward to hearing from you in the near future. That is so great. Thank you. Yes. And it's just so wonderful to be able to share, you know, people like you, because there are people out there who could really use some encouragement, you know, along the way. So thank you so much. And listeners, thank you for being here and showing up for yourself. Until next time, go out and remember you do hold the power to change and transform your world. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today. 